Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I'm Benedicta. I'm feeling sick and sick of it. And I'm Benedict. Today is February 21st. This is episode number 171, and I'm feeling excited because I'm going to So I'm guessing you haven't, gotten the, you haven't gotten the cold that everyone has. No, I'm getting it tonight. <laughs> Because you're going to a concert, is that what you said? Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> I'm jealous. For what? It's the first, it's the first time since, since the pandemic. So I think almost exactly three years. I think my last concert was something, something, something February uh, 2020. Um, I haven't been to a concert since, so I'm excited. Yeah, which one is it? What are you watching? Um, it's Villa Vallo of uh, previously him with a solo okay. tour. So, uh -huh. yeah, looking forward to it. That does sound exciting. I am just, I don't know. I don't really feel sick anymore, but the energy levels are just mm. freaking low. And yesterday, because school is out because it's the winter holidays, in Oslo. Fun fact, in Norway, they spread it out. So every county, not every county, but the counties are spread out over three weeks so mm -hmm. that the uh, holiday homes or like the vacation rent, like the cabins in the mountains, they have like three weeks where they can like, rent out the cabins instead yeah. of just one week. But anyway, Oslo is this week. Um, and yesterday we were like, oh, we, you know, we should do something nice. It was like sunny. It was beautiful. I was feeling like a little you know, a little sick, but like, but I thought maybe, you know, let's get out into nature, into the sun. It's going to be great. It was great. And we went on this like tiniest, tiniest cross country ski trip, came back, totally crashed and basically <laughs> slept for the rest of the day, which is not what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes that's how it goes, right? Yeah, but I feel like it's been like this for, I don't know, a week and a half. Like, what is this? And I'm talking to people. I have like this Discord uh, channel server, um, accountability something. And like everybody is checking in with like this cold. And somebody said like everyone on my remote team has a cold. And it's like, it's not people in the same region. <laughs> it's just everybody's having a cold. So, so far, so good over here. <laughs> okay. Well, you're catching it now. Like, giving it to you now. Um, yeah, probably, or that, yeah. Or maybe that concert. But anyway. Uh, is the concert the only thing you're excited about? or? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, well, I'm excited about a couple of things. But primarily, it's the concert. Because, again, it's been a while. And I usually love going to concerts. Uh, but I, I I I totally unlearned my concert routine. Like I <laughs> previously, it was pretty clear. Like you have to like, get the tickets and the earplugs and like all of that. And now I'm like, what what am I supposed to bring? Oh, tickets. Where did I put the tickets? Uh, <laughs> like stuff like that. <laughs> Just not used to it anymore. <laughs> it's insane like what you can unlearn. Like things you just assume that it's just something you know and. But then you haven't done it for so long. You're just like, oh, there was a routine there. That's why it was easy. What was the routine? I can't yeah, remember, yeah, really. Exactly. I mean, it, it only dawned on me this morning while talking to someone that I actually have to find the tickets. I was like, yeah, we just show up and they let us in, of course, right? <laughs> so, luckily, I remember to search for the tickets and I found them. And uh, 
it, now I don't have to forget taking them, but uh, other than that, we're hopefully okay. Well, yeah, I keep anyways. forgetting I need a passport to go to Sweden because you didn't used to <laughs> need your passport, and right. now you do. And we, I think the last time we went, or when Ula and I went to Gothenburg, and uh, we rented a car, and we forgot our passports. So we were just like, okay, crossing our fingers, you know, crossing the borders, <laughs> being like, mm. And then when I went with uh, Lillian just for um, yeah a weekend, I think it was last weekend or two weeks ago, I almost forgot them, but then I, I remembered and I had the time to run in and get them. And luckily so, because we were stopped on the border coming back from Sweden mm. uh, because we were on a bus. And sometimes when you're taking the... I've often been stopped more often when taking the bus than when just driving. So we were like kind of called in and everybody had to get out of the bus. And then we had to show our passports to get back on the bus. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I had forgotten the passports? And especially like bringing Lillian, like I have other forms of ID that aren't really, you know, the proper form of ID. But at least I have my driver's license and it's valid in Norway, but not, not in Sweden as an mm-hmm. as a form of ID. But like. Bringing this little, you know, blonde and blue-eyed girl with me, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to be like, this is my child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, luckily, I rem- we, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I yeah, remember a story from um, from back was in school where we did like a, a trip with the entire class to um, uh, to the Czech Republic and then Poland and then back. And we also got stopped at the border between Germany and the Czech Republic. Um, and uh, they, they were checking passports. And yeah, actually, one guy, they, it, he had his passport, but apparently there was something wrong with the visa. So he wasn't allowed to enter the country. <laughs> so it was in the middle of the night. And they forced him to get out of the bus, stay at the, at the border, and call someone to pick him up hours later while the rest of us continued on. <laughs> that was a that was a shitty experience for him. Um, yeah. Anyways. Oh, I've done this too. I've done this too. Remind me while we're wrapping up, so we don't spend the whole beginning of the episode <laughs> talking about the horrors of visas and, and passports. But anyway, yeah. have, what have you done? What have you done at work? Uh, yeah, like uh, last week, I was like, uh, I'm too distracted. I'm not getting anything done. I somehow was able to overcome that and. Um, we were able to ship a first version of the reporting, at least internally behind the feature flag on a on a separate branch, like yada, 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 all of that. But we have a working version where it gets data from the server and you can browse it and view it and you have a chart and stuff like that. You can change the date range and the data updates and like all of that. Um, so it's basically a working version, which needs a lot of polishing, but... Um, Everything's working in 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 it already, so that's that's exciting. Um, and as I said last week, uh, once you have real world data in it, it suddenly changes how you look at it uh, compared to the testing data. Um, so we already figured out a couple of things you wanted to change. Um, for example, um, we wanted to show trends, but then realized that if you get data for like one month 
what's the trend? Like, <laughs> how do you calculate the trend? And the initial idea was, yeah, take the first day and the last day and compare the two. But that doesn't really make any sense if you think about it. So um, we settled on a new version where we fetch like one month. And then while fetching the data, we figure out what the previous period is. So we fetch that data as well. And then we can do sums of both to um, to compare the two. Like this month was 10% better than the previous month or something like that. Um, and I feel if- like that's how YouTube does it. Whatever period of time you choose, it compares it to the last period of time. Yeah, probably. I, it, once you start thinking about it, it's the thing that makes most sense. <laughs> because otherwise, yeah, like as I said, like comparing the first and the last date doesn't make any sense because there's fluctuations and suddenly your trend is going down even though everything's going up. So yeah, we had to change that a little bit. Um, and I figured it would be super complicated to, to get that data, but I once again found my love for a, a SQL uh, the query language um, and I figured out the query that just joins itself um, on the same data set and then just like fetches the data for the previous period by taking the date and subtracting the length of the period and that gives you the previous occurrence obviously but it hadn't occurred to me so yeah it's one query it fetches all the data for the current month and the previous month and then we just sum it up and show the trends um, so it turned out to be pretty easy and pretty performant. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. Um, this this feature is coming along nicely and it's going so well that we um, basically got free resources, um, uh, development resources on the, mm-hmm. on the front end part because it's almost done. So we are um, kicking out the graphing library, the charting library that we that we were using and kind of rolling our own on D3. Um, which we initially said we won't be doing because it's too complicated and yeah, too much effort. But um, as we have like some time left and we didn't really like the library we picked initially, it's exciting that we can now build a chart that looks mm-hmm. the way we want and works the way we want. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's going on. And that's probably going to be good moving forward because then you will feel empowered to like make the um, make the graphs that you do want to make. Yeah, and and have it like behave the way we we uh, we want it to behave um, yeah. because yeah, it's so easy to uh, to settle with a library that is not quite right. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, with the be library, like, what can the library do? And then you have to look at the library and be like, oh, that's a that graph looks good okay let's put it into that graph format yes exactly um and the, the weird thing with the library we chose is that their documentation and their website looks different from the charts you get when you actually use the library um oh. and we're not entirely sure why it's it's a little bit weird maybe it's it's a pre-release pre- version or something yeah you can't like we tried that <laughs> huh. well that is so, well that happens like that is the worst when you go to a SaaS and it's got like this super beautiful website and then you log in and you're like what <laughs> this, <laughs> this is nothing like your marketing site like it i think like even if you could make like a really beautiful marketing site like make it but make it so that it at least it has to match be, right it has to like be. match a little bit like it can be a little bit different because a marketing site and a tool will 
you know, will have differences. But when you make it look super cool and super smooth and you get in there and everything is like Windows 98 feel, it just loses, you lose the trust, right? Because it's just, it feels wrong and you kind of just like, yeah, you get out of there pretty fast. Yes. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I've I've used some of those. (laughs) We all know some some examples, right? (laughs) Yes, we all know some examples. (laughs) Not StreamYard. <laughs> StreamYard is great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a good. And also, I just wanted to say, as a user, please do not animate the graphs all the freaking time. <laughs> it looks good yeah. the first time you load something, and then you're like moving between pages, and it wants to animate again, and you just wanted to see. You know, you're yeah. going back, and you just wanted to see what you saw before, and then it kind of reloads the animation. You get pretty sick and tired of these fancy animations pretty fast mm-hmm. um, yeah we are we are probably keeping it low on the animations there's one animation in the current implementation that i quite like is when you um when you change the date range and make it larger or smaller like it mm-hmm. looks like it's zooming in and out and that's actually a nice i feel like that's mm-hmm. a nice animation yeah and we're trying to keep that but i agree like i I'm not a fan of like charts that keep growing from the t- uh, from the bottom to the top and, and and like taking a minute to build up before you can actually see the data. That's you just want to see the data, and then especially if they're and but I think this more happens maybe in React land where things re-render and sometimes they mess up registering when a re-render really needs to happen. So kind of just scrolling down the page. It starts animation mm. and then you scroll up again because you wanted to see something and you scroll down again. It like real reanimates yeah. itself from the from the zero state and and I just like things like that can I can get can really mad. Yes. I get really but I get like I don't know, I need to work on this, but I can get pretty annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, that and that and spinners that don't spin around the center point right <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh oh yeah mm. that's one thing that get, that drives me insane of like you have like a s- small spinner circle or whatever that's spinning and mm-hmm. it's slightly wobbly that drives me insane <laughs> i mean either make it wobbly by on purpose because there are some of those you know sure, that are a yeah. little bit wobbly on purpose and also has like different where it like you know, it it goes fast, then it goes slow, and then it goes fast, and then it goes slow, or something like that. Like you can make it, you can make yeah. it intentional. But yeah, I hear you when it's <laughs> it's just like, oh, we're just spinning this with some CSS, but it wasn't really centered. So yeah, no. Yeah, and yeah. I know. I mean, I I get it. It's 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 not trivial uh, as trivial as it sounds, and there's rendering issues with different browsers and stuff. But it yeah. always when I when I see stuff like that, it always throws me off. Like whatever task I'm doing, and I'm just look at it and be like ah but i'm wondering i'm wondering if people who are not in the industry like who who are not developers if it annoys them as much i think maybe the graph thing would because it's actually taking away information that you want but you know those little things or little or big like the spinner (laughs) i'm wondering if that is because we've fixed it so many times that we get annoyed that somebody will not you know, do it properly. Um, Or if kind of regular users, whatever a regular user is, if they're actually sitting looking at these spinners being like, it's wobbly, it's wobbly. (laughs) I guess most people probably don't notice and the ones that do don't care, I guess. I mean, in the end, it's very nitpicky, isn't it? Um, But I think 
it gives yeah. a sense. Like that, I guess that's where you know the whole debate about brand, like how much does branding mean, and can you really quantify, you know, branding or that feeling of a brand? And I think it does deter from, even if you can't verbalize it, even if you're as a regular users, you can't say like, oh, the spinner was off, so I lose trust in this product. But I think if you have enough of those little things, mm-hmm. even if you if you can't like you know, put your, put the finger on like exactly what's wrong. You kind of get that sense that mm, this, you know, should I really trust this product? Like, even if it's factually correct and all your features work really, really well, I still think users might lose a little bit of that trust when you have a lot mm. of these like little yeah, idiosyncrasies. Is that a word? Is that the correct word? Anyway. Yeah. But. I agree. Yeah. But it's it's also so easy to to overlook the stuff um, over time. Like while while you work in your own product, you get kind of become blind, blind to those problems a little bit, um, and then yeah, people get upset and you don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's been going on with you? Uh, I mean, we have <clears throat> no answers when it comes to the Twitter API. Saga. Yeah. Um, I saw that, um, I guess it was uh, somebody in our Slack that said that Feedhive has now lost their access, which is a tool that I use, and they don't know anything about why. Um, I haven't really checked my error logs, so we might have lost access. (laughs) I should probably check the error logs. I haven't had any complaints yet, though. So we'll just like wait and see. I feel I don't want to do that much development work on prune your follows until we know where we're at because it feels like it's a little bit up in the air. Um, they pushed back the date now to no date. Like, <laughs> I think it was just, it's yeah. going to happen. We're going to do these changes, but they're not really telling us anything about that. And kind of on a similar note, you know, Netlify bought Gatsby, which is, um, you know, the, the product or software framework that I'm an expert in. And, we don't really know what's happening there either. Like there was a big announcement, but I haven't seen much happening after that. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm wondering, will the Gatsby blog be something that will be continued or will it be merged into kind of Netlify marketing efforts? Should we, you know, where should we put pitch our ideas? Like who do we talk to? Who's responsible? It's a little bit up in the air as well. So feeling that kind of just sitting and waiting for for the something to fall down what's the expression the dust to settle i don't know yeah the dust to settle something like that (laughs) see see what actually you know see what will actually happen not just what they said would happen right um so we are and this also ties into work that we're doing for cloudinary because we've been maintaining the cloudinary plugins and we are now giving them a proposal to kind of um write up a not write up, but come up with a roadmap for the Cloudinary plugins. Like what should the strategy be going forward? And that kind of ties in a little bit with the um, product from Gatsby called Valhalla, which is supposed to be a uh, content hub where you source all your data into Valhalla and then the data is served from there. And Cloudinary could be a plugin, you know, or Cloudinary could be one of those things that you source into this 
um, hub, but it's still in closed beta. I was supposed to get access. The person that was giving me access no longer works for Gatsby. <laughs> so I still haven't had any access to Valhalla, which is like an enterprise product. So we're trying to come up with a proposal where we, you know, have to take these things into account. And then mm -hmm. Ola and I got into this long discussion about what even is a roadmap? Like what type of roadmap? It is a customer something roadmap or a feature roadmap or a what? And then it got all existential. But we're going to get the proposal done today. It's nearly done. <laughs> we get the proposal done today. And then coincidentally, we're also working with Colby from Cloudinary on a bug in their node SDK tonight on a surprise stream. Because today is Tuesday, and we usually stream on Thursdays. But it's a vacation, vacation week, so we're going to be at the cabin with no electricity on Thursday. So there's not going to be a stream, no matter if we <laughs> wanted to or not. But um, but then we found this because we we're going to do like a little job of adding some analytics to the plugin so that Cloudinary can see like w which of these plugins and integrations are actually being used in production mm -hmm. over time. And we were going to add some to using the Cloudinary Node SDK. And we found um, a tiny bug in that. So we're going to fix that with Colby tonight so we can get the analytics changes into production and actually start seeing usage data, I guess, because that will play into the strategy. Um, nice. And also like what we will recommend. I mean, if we see that nobody's using these things anymore, like I'm not going to force people to make <laughs> Gatsby plugins. Uh, hopefully that will not happen though. Um, but we'll yeah. see. So a lot of things up in the air. Um, but I've made some articles. We've booked five out of 10 slots for our data modeling podcast. Pretty happy with that mostly Europeans. So mm, nice. I would like some recommendations for um, founders or tech technical founders um, or people who work for a startup on the technical side who has some experience with a data model over time. Because the purpose of this podcast is that I will talk about, you know, the journey of a data model and what did you do what are you what choices are you happy with? How would you model it if you're going to model it again? And kind of discuss a little bit around that. So we would love to get some uh, recommendations or introductions to um, to guests, possible guests from either like the African or Asian continent or Australian continent, I guess, because now we have Europe and then one from the US. But I feel like. They're always overrepresented anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> and even like South American, I don't have much contacts in South America either. So, I would guess any continent except Europe and the US, we need some <laughs> recommendations for or introductions to. Um, so, if you have that, please reach out to me on Twitter because that would be awesome um, to get some in. You know, it's hard with these things. Like, you have your network, it's so much easier to reach out to your network and force yeah. them to be a guest like you <laughs> it's like you got to be a no just sorry. so so yeah but that's me and then at the uh at the you know i'm making the spendings applications for the norwegian web norwegian banks web bank and last week i got the code up and running it's just taking nice. days and days and days but it's up and running and i can start making changes so that's pretty cool. That and feels also, like a pretty important step if you're working on a new, uh, on that product, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So that was a good. It was a good step to get to. 
um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll be able to make some changes and like get some changes into production pretty fast. Cause I need that to kind of stay motivated or not production, but into staging. Um, mm-hmm. I need that to kind of stay, stay motivated. And, uh, and then because of that, I now have like three Macs around me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I have so many Macs right now. There's like, there's Macs all over the place. Um, but very happy with my MacBook Air M2 so far. Very so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did join your unboxing uh, video for a little bit, at least last week. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. It was very chaotic. I was alone with Lillian um, and also trying i think it was fun though i but it was you know trying to then set up a new computer and get that to stream while streaming <laughs> that was next level streaming i would say yep for sure yeah cool uh, we did it anything else from you um nothing nothing big and too important so i guess that's it for me this week <laughs> <laughs>